welcome to the 10th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Michelle, want to give it a try? All right, I'm only going to try one more time because I just can't seem to get it. It's too many, just too many words. So I've got food, frightening, frenzy, food, fanatics. Did I get it? I think um, I missed something. You've got two words. Oh, two out of four, man. so we're getting better. Oh, next, next time, next, next time. Week. This podcast is about two of our favorite things, food and scary movies. Before we get started, a few disclaimers. We'll review one movie each week, and Michelle will go over food based on the themes of that movie. We are not experts on anything. We'll try to keep these fairly short, since like you, we'll become distracted and wander off. And I always think this goes without saying, but just in case, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't watched these movies. We also have one correction from last week. At some point, I referred to Anthony Hopkins during the Psycho episode instead of Anthony Perkins. Anthony Hopkins was not involved in Psycho. Yes, I know the difference between them. And that reminds me we need to do something on Hannibal at some point in the near future. So, Psycho, all Anthony Perkins. Also, we have exciting news starting last week. Uh, We had some music from Carl Casey from White Bat Audio, which I love. How do you feel about the music? It's awesome. I I think he did such a great job. He's a genius. He really is. So um, so if you need any horror, sci-fi related music, check him out at whitebataudio.com. Is that white bad? Bat as in... White bat. Bat as in blood. blood. Oh, okay. Blood. White, B-A-T, audio.com. Okay. Or on Fiverr. Uh, you can check him out there as well. Let's see. Having said all of that, let's start with the movie for this week, which is also a franchise. It is the Final Destination franchise. Which I know nothing about and looking so forward, Jeanette, to your commentary. Okay, well, it won't be too hard to figure out the plot of this. Wait till you hear this. (laughs) So, Jeffrey Reddick, who originally wrote this as a script for the X-Files episode, but it never came to fruition, so instead they turned it into this movie series. There are five movies total in this franchise. Uh, Final Destination 1, 2, 3. The fourth one is referred to as the Final Destination, and then 5 is referred to as Final Destination 5. The first one was directed by James Wong, not to be confused with who we've talked about before, James Wan. James Wan is uh, did the Conjuring franchise and a whole bunch of other things, Aquaman. This is James Wong, and James Wong worked with his writing partner, Glenn Morgan, and Chris Carter as writers on the X-Files. Um, he also did the remake of Black Christmas, which we reviewed in our first episode, the original one, not the remake. Oh, and they also have been working as writers on American Horror Story. Mm. So, so that's James Wong. Um, he directed the first and the third one. Let's see. Let's do future developments right now before we get into the other stuff, just since it's a good place to do it. So in January of this year, Tony Todd, who we'll talk about more in a few minutes, but he said he didn't think there were going to be any more movies uh, due to the cost 
of making all of these movies. They're much more expensive to make than something like The Conjuring. Um, however, last month, we it was announced that there was going to be a reboot of the franchise from Patrick Melton and Martin Dunstan, and they were writers on several of the Saw movies. So that's a nice fit between both of those, and we should go over the Saw franchise at some point, too. Um, so that's kind of where the movies are going. There had been rumored, you know, because the last film was in... Oh, I didn't tell you this, but the first one was in um, 2000. The second one was 2003. The third one, 2006. The fourth one, 2009. The fifth one, 2011. So it's eight years since the last one. So there were rumors at some point that uh, six and seven were being done at the same time, but that was just a rumor. Nothing ever happened. So we'll see what happens with the guys from Saw. Where can you find these movies? These movies are not available on Amazon, Shudder, or Hulu. Netflix has the first three movies, and then YouTube Movies has the last two for $3 each. The Rotten Tomatoes scores. Um, critics and audiences differ greatly as often happens in horror movies. So Final Destination, the third one, critics gave it a 34, audiences gave it a 68, which is obviously very different. The second one, critics 48, audiences 58. The third one, critics 43, audiences 57. The fourth one, critics 28, that's the lowest score. And audiences 35, that's the, um, that's the lowest score too for audiences. Not many people like Final Destination 4. And Final Destination 5 rebounded quite a bit. As like I said, critics 62%, audiences 52%. And Michelle, you said you didn't know anything about these movies. I'll tell you now, the plot is exactly the same in all five movies, so it's not going to be too hard to figure out. I know where they're going or coming from because I had to put my food recipes together from it, but that's about it. Right. So the first one, a group of students are headed on a class trip to Paris, and one of the guys, Eric, Alex Browning, has a premonition while he's on the plane before they take off that the plane's going to crash and everyone's going to die. So he causes a ruckus. He gets forced off the plane with, along with several other people, and the other people are Claire, Todd, Todd with one D, which in German apparently means death, mm. uh, Terry, Billy, Carter, and a teacher, Miss Luton. So just as Alex envisioned, everybody aboard is killed. And you might think that's good fortune, but nope. It is not, because death begins stalking them one by one in the order in which they were supposed to be killed on the plane. So the goal in the movie is to trick death or get away from death and obviously not get killed. Uh, Allie Larder uh, plays... Claire, I'm clear, sorry, and she serves as the final girl in this movie. You'll remember her from the Resident Evil franchise, and she was also in the 1990 version of The House on Haunted Hill, not to be confused with The Haunting of Hill House. As you remember, The House on Haunted Hill was about a bunch of people who have to stay in a house, or I think in the 1999 version, a psych hospital overnight, and then they win a bunch of money, and all of them get killed. So she's been in quite a few horror movies. That was Final Destination 1, was a plane crash. Final Destination 2 picks up one year later and starts with a whole new set of characters. 
A woman has a premonition about a terrible highway pileup. She stalls her car and keeps her and several other people from being killed. But death continues to talk, stalk the people again. And this time, it's in reverse order of how they were supposed to die. The final girl this time is Kimberly. And that is, yes, you may recognize her. She is A.J. Cook from Criminal Minds, who plays J.J. And she goes to visit. Clear actually survived the first movie and has checked herself into a psych hospital to keep from getting killed, hopefully. So Kimberly goes to visit her in the psych hospital and convinces her to try to help them. We find out that off-screen, a falling brick has wiped out the other survivor, which was Alks. Also, these deaths occur in very strange ways. We'll talk about that in a minute. So with me so far? Uh, yeah. I think they need to sage their houses or something and bring them good luck or a white magic or something. They're in trouble. Yep, they are in trouble. Tony Todd, who I talked about a second ago, he starred in the Candyman series, and he's great. He also makes a return performance in the second movie as a mortician, William Bloodworth, get it, blood, B-L-U-D, worth, and he likes death way too much, and he serves uh, to give them, like, clues of how to try to escape, escape death. So this time around, the first time he said it was death's design that they all died, and this time around he is saying that only new life can defeat death, and then the kids have to go and figure out what that means. Um, and if that, if the introduction of new life can force death to start anew, then hopefully it will skip that person. Final girl, Clear, is killed in a hospital explosion. Oh. And then Kimberly and her cop, I guess boyfriend, I don't know, appear to survive the second movie. So everybody from the first movie's wiped out. we got two people left in the second movie right now. Well... That insane hospital didn't uh, protect her much no, now, she did it? She left the psych hospital. She should have stayed there, I think. Yikes. Final Destination 3 takes place four years after Final Destination 2. Nope, Kimberly and Thomas <laughs> are not alive. They were killed in a freak wood chipper accident off screen. This time around, a group of high school kids is going on a roller coaster ride. Uh, it doesn't go well. And the survivors must figure out in what order death is stalking them this time around based on some photographs that the final girl took. The final girl this time around is Wendy, who's played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead of 10 Cloverfield Lane and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, and she was also in Fargo, and she played Mary Todd Lincoln in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. We should do that one sometime. That's fun. Okay. Um, let's see... In the end, Wendy, her sister, and the only other guy that survives, Kevin, have a chance meeting on a subway in New York. And this was Death's way of trying to get them all back together. And so, guess what happens to them? Subway crashes. Yep. They all die. Oh, man. So, nobody's left alive at this point. Up to movie four, The Final Destination. This was filmed in 3D and is set four days later. This time around, there's a premonition about a crash at a racetrack. The, despite the fact that this movie got low reviews, it wasn't as horrible as I would have thought. 
Um, the intro was great. So the intro to the movie had like x-rays of all the other kills and deaths that had happened so far, and that was a lot of fun. So, you know, even though I'm not really into racing and the, the accident is not as spectacular as the others, it still wasn't horrible. So that's Final Destination, well, what I'm calling Final Destination 4. Uh, Final Destination 5, also filmed in 3Ds. This time, a group tries to escape a bridge collapse. The difference here is the survivors must kill. Oh, so, so there's a bunch of people, co-workers on a bus, and they're going to a work retreat. And then they get on this bridge, and one guy on the bus has a premonition that the, that the bridge is going to collapse and kill like everybody on the bridge. So he jumps off, a bunch of other people jump off, and then you know what happens. The difference this time around is that the survivors can escape their fate if they kill an innocent person and gain their lifespan. How about that? What was that person's lifespan? Does that unfold? Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. So, yeah, if you kill someone who's like about ready to have a stroke or an aneurysm or is cancer and they don't know it, you're not going to get much of a lifespan. And right? they, they weren't very lucky to begin with, so... Right. In a fun twist ending in this episode, the last two survivors board a plane... Flight 180 to Paris. Again, they're going to Paris? It turns out this was a prequel oh. to the very first movie. Oh. So they got on the plane, and then because they got on the plane, the plane crashed, and then the few kids that survived, you know, got off of that plane. So the reason the other thing was called The Final Destination is that's still the last movie in the series because this is a prequel, but we didn't know it until the end, or if you figured it out before the end. That means Final Destination 1, 2, and 3 are all connected to each other. So, why should you watch these movies? Unlike Psycho or Aliens, where I would say those are must-sees, uh, I don't feel the same way about these movies. Mm. If you like dead teenager movies and some crazy death scenes, they're worth watching. Um. Don't expect any major character development. The, these movies are not about the characters. They're about the death scenes. And this uh, series breaks in others in that usually, you know, one person survives. Uh, the final girl to go on to do the sequel. But like I said, don't count on it. <laughs> Nobody survives in any of these movies. So it just means all this running around is is futile. They, they're nothing, you know, did they change anything? No. Um, let's see what else. Ready for some trivia? Yeah, I love trivia. Okay. So the first movie was based on, that was a car, the plane crash, remember? Mm -hmm. The first movie was based on the uh, real-life crash of a plane, TWA 800, on July 17, 1998, that was flying from JFK to Paris. It had a group of French students heading to you know, French-speaking high school students from the French class heading to Paris. All 230 people aboard were killed. Oh, my gosh. Footage of the real crash was used in the first film. Oh, no. I'm not sure how I feel about that. That ah, seems a bit in intense. bad taste, doesn't it? Yeah. Anything yeah. for build up the movie. Yeah, that's a bit in the bad taste. Um, let's see. The second movie's accident, which is a car pileup, 
is based on a real accident, a 125-car pileup on I-75 in Ringgold, Georgia, March 14, 2002. I don't know about the death count on that one. Do they use the footage? No, thank goodness there was no footage on that one. Um, and find, let's see, here's another real-life thing that inspired them. The Speedway crash in Final Destination, in the Final Destination, is similar to a 1955 Le Mans Speedway disaster. There was a multi-car collision that sent an engine block and other parts of the car into the stands, killing 84 people. Oh. And... The deaths included spectators being cut in half. Oh, no. And then an ensuing fire killed a bunch of people. But that's a lot of people to be killed while watching a car race. Let's see what else. I already said death is the main character of the franchise. You can't cheat death. You're not going to reason with death. Death is going to get you one way or the other. In Final Destination 3, the cast members had to ride the roller coaster 26 times in order oh. to film that sequence. I'd have been heaving. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I might have flung myself off the roller coaster after that. They could have just filmed that. <laughs> We're like, oh, well, that'll be a little, little they footage. They fears of roller coasters. They were in trouble. Yeah. Let's see. The endings were reshot for the first three movies because of unfavorable screenings during the initial screenings. So I don't know what the endings were supposed to be before, but they were reshot. And then there's a lot more very specific trivia on IMDb for each one of these movies, if you look those up. So, Rube Goldberg devices. Do you know what a Rube Goldberg device is? Is it a purse? <laughs> no. A Rube Goldberg device is a machine designed to perform a simple task in the most complicated manner possible. There are lots of exa examples of the fun, fun ones on the internet. There's competitions, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, in Final Destination, Death uses Rube Goldberg devices to wipe out each person instead of, say, just, you know, killing them with a heart attack or something very simple. It makes everything as complicated as humanly possible, which is what's fun about watching these is like what's going to cause what's going to cause what that's going to wipe out this poor person and then watching that unfold. So some examples are of this are just a couple. In, ep in the first movie, Valerie, the teacher, is having some vodka in a coffee mug. The coffee mug has a crack in it. Uh, let's see. The coffee mug has a crack in it. It leaks onto her PC where it goes down in short circuits and then shoots shrapnel <laughs> out of the PC into her neck. And then while she's lying on the floor, she tries to pull a towel off the counter just to stop the bleeding, but the towel is sitting on... A knife. A block of knives. Oh, no. And one of them comes out and stabs her right in the middle of the chest. Then th there was a vodka trail from her mug that makes it to the stove and the whole house explodes. How's that for rough? These people have no luck at all. <laughs> also, in the first movie, Evan is making dinner. He throws his old spaghetti out the window, as one does. Don't you often do that? All Any the time. Any old food you have, you just throw it out the window? All the time. Um, 
He doesn't realize there's a magnet inside his Chinese takeout container. I don't put the food from my Chinese, my Chinese takeout. I don't leave it in the container when I microwave it. How about you? Yeah, because it's got that little steel handle. I think on. that's what they're talking about here. I'm like, I take it out and put it in something else. Anyway, he doesn't realize it has metal in it. He also, at the same time, drops a ring down the garbage disposal and sticks his hand in there to try to retrieve it. Oh, my God. While he's trying to stick his hand in there, and you think it, you know, it's just going to turn on and chew his hand off, and this is one of the reasons why I'm afraid of the garbage disposal, <laughs> and I'm not going near it. Seriously. Um, but this time it doesn't get him. Instead, the microwave explodes, and while the microwave explodes, luckily he gets out the window and down the fire escape. However, guess what happens next? I cannot even imagine. He gets to the bottom of the fire escape. He gets escape. run over by a car. <laughs> Almost. Gets to the bottom of the fire escape. Remember that spaghetti? Yes. Slips on the spaghetti, falls on his back on the ground, and Breaks then the rest head. of the fire escape ladder is above his head, and then at that point decides to release the rest of the way and stabs him in the eye. Oh. And kills him dead. Yeah. Here's one more. In the first movie, Todd is in the bathroom. He is going to take a shower. He removes the clothes that are hanging on a wire over the tub. What problems do you see so far? A wire over the tub. A wire over the tub. Little does he know the toilet has sprung a leak. And the water is inching its way towards him. He slips on the water, tries to stop himself. The wire wraps around his neck and strangles him to death in the tub. How creative is that? Yeah, yeah, it, they are creative. I'll give them that. Um, you can also check out Talk Film Society's article called Grading Each Death in the Final Destination Franchise to see what they picked as the best and the worst deaths. But many of them are very complicated like this. So who is William Bloodworth? We mentioned him earlier. He's played by Tony Todd, and Tony Todd is excellent in everything he does. We don't know if this guy is, like, really supposed to be the embodiment of death or he's just a weirdo mortician that uh, enjoys his job way more than he should. Either way, he's excellent, and he, I think he's in, let's see, one, two... He's not in one of the movies because he has a schedule conflict. But, bonus points if you realize that he was also the voice of the roller coaster ride. And, he's the subway announcer in Final Destination 3. So, they used him for a couple of different things. How many deaths total were in the Final Destination series? According to a YouTube video, uh, let's see, it's called Every Death in Final Destination 125. There are 1,306 deaths. However, this number is, is off considerably because he double-counted the plane, acts, the plane, which, you know, was in the first movie and the fifth movie. It's only one plane crash because the fifth movie's a prequel, so that's 280 deaths. And then he added a bunch of people when the bridge collapsed, so your mileage may vary. Anyway, a lot of people get killed. The best kills... Speaking of the bridge collapse, I think that's way up there just because of the sheer size of it. Uh, the plane crash was good, but what are you going to do if you're on a plane that's crashing? Nothing. 
so you can't get away. But if there's a bridge is collapsing, you can try to get away at least. So I'm going with the bridge collapses way up there. There also was a nail gun to the head. That was really rough. There is, oh, here's one for you. A guy's who intestines were sucked out of his anus when he accidentally got sucked into the pool of drainage. Drainage, you know, what do you call that thing? The hole where the pool drains out of. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that bad? Oh, and there's a guy who, he is a jerk, it's true, but he probably didn't deserve to drive this way. He went to get a massage, and then a whole bunch of things tried to kill him in the room. You think it, maybe he might survive this scene, but nope, a Buddha falls off, <laughs> falls off of um, a shelf on the wall and crushes his head dead. Must have been a big Buddha. It was, well, it was a regular size Buddha, Buddha crushed his head. Yeah. Yep. There's a woman who is killed when the laser, when she's having laser eye surgery, goes crazy. Anything that involves the eye kind of freaks me out. How about you? Yeah, no. Nobody yeah. touches my eyes. Yep, so it burned her in the eye, and then she ended up jumping out the window. So, in conclusion... Don't get laser eye surgery. <laughs> in conclusion, stay in your house, never go outside, and you're still not going to be safe. I will say, after watching these movies, and I rewatched them again this week, uh, I'm more afraid of other things than I was before, which I was pretty afraid of other things to start with. So, especially Home Depot. When they went into the Home Depot, I'm like, there's a million ways you could get killed in Home Depot. And I always think that when I go all into Home Depot. All the ladders and the high shelves. All the lumber. I mean, man, that's just a death trap. So but you are so scared of the... Uh... The incinerate the, the garbage disposal. The garbage disposal. I don't like the garbage oh, disposal. My God. I, I, Keep your fingers out of it. You'll be fine. No, I'm not going near the garbage disposal. It's not going to come and get I me. I think it's out to get me. Yes, it's not it is. It's trying to lure me over near it. Mm -hmm. Whenever I go to use the sink, it's like, hey, come it here. growls at you. Yeah, so I don't trust the garbage disposal. So anyway, that's what I got. Uh, if like I said, if you like t dead teenager movies, and there are some really cool kills in here. This is a franchise for you. If you're looking for heavy-duty character development, look elsewhere because it's not here. So, Michelle, what you got for us based on that? Well, I was thinking the only positive thing is that they were going to Paris and maybe someday if they make a remake or another sequel, someone's going to live and get to Paris and have some, um, some food from from Paris. So um, on the Food Network um, channel recipes, and Jeanette will send that to you on the podcast, there's uh, French recipes and anywhere from French onion soup to um, hollandaise sauce um, for breakfast, eggs, eggs benedict, uh, dark chocolate mousse, um, there's beef bourguignon. I just love saying that. Beef bourguignon. Everyone say that. And there's... What uh, is beef bourguignon? It's beef um, with um, a nice rich sauce. And it's uh, and some vegetables and onions on it. And it's it's very rich. And it's it's very good. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't take uh, too long to make it. And... Uh, it sounds fancy, but everybody can make it. And there's a chicken cordon bleu, 
uh, with uh, the ham and the cheese, and that's always a, a good recipe. Cheese souffles. Love cheese souffles. You have to bake them right so they rise just um, perfectly, and they're light, and uh, you can, again, add what you like. There's crepes, of course, and you can put anything in them that you'd like. Uh, French dip sandwiches, and just a whole bunch of fun stuff. And I think you'll enjoy all these recipes and looking at them. And they sound fancy, but they're not hard to make at all. And that's about it. And thank you, Jeanette, for that uh, wonderful um, information about the travelers and their terrible luck. <laughs> and everyone have a good week. Be safe. Yes, watch where you walk. And don't throw spaghetti out the window. Never throw spaghetti out the window. So until next week, have a good one, and we will see you then. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.